Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. Coming up on the broadcast today, the business of crowd control, preschool in the digital age, and the history of college football. The more things change, you guys, the more they stay the same. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. In Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizbal. Tuesday, today, the 19th of August. Good, as always, to have you with us. If you do a search for tear gas and Ferguson, you get back, Google says, about 14 million results. Clouds of gas floating over crowds of protesters have become some of the iconic images of what is happening just north of St. Louis this week. Marketplace's Sabri Beneshore has the economic side of that story. Police and National Guard units in Ferguson have used tear gas against protesters, vandals, and reporters alike. Non-lethal anti-personnel weapons, these are things designed to incapacitate people without ideally killing them, are a $1.1 billion a year industry worldwide. That includes things like rubber bullets, tasers, and tear gas. Tear gas is possibly the second most important element after tasers. Michael Emery is defense editor at Vision Gain Global. Tear gas, he says, is the cheapest option per person for dispersing crowds without causing as many casualties as rubber bullets or water hoses, both of which have killed or maimed people. The U.S. is by far the largest market for non-lethal systems, and due to that, there's a concentration of the companies within the U.S., The largest consumer is law enforcement. Sales grew 2.2% last year globally due to security budget cuts, but Emery says future growth is on track to be far higher. He says one reason is that after so many uprisings from Tunis to Rio to Ferguson, it's becoming increasingly apparent that lethal force makes things worse. But another reason for the expected increase is that we're just getting used to it. Sven Jord teaches anesthesiology at Duke. The massive use worldwide that has increased has kind of decreased the threshold also in Western countries to deploy tear gas. The question is how law enforcement will strike a balance between using it more and using it well. In New York, I'm Sabri Beneshore for Marketplace. Forget big box retailers and banks and phone companies. You ought to keep an eye on your medical records if you don't want your data to get stolen. Community Health Systems, one of this country's biggest hospital groups, has been hacked. Chinese hackers are said to have stolen some four and a half million health records from patient social security numbers to birth dates and addresses. The whole smash. Cybersecurity experts also say that we should expect more attacks just like it. Marketplace's Queen of Kim has that story. Healthcare providers have been digitizing our records to make everything from treating patients to filing for insurance more efficient. But in the rush towards efficiency, cybersecurity has gotten lost. Stephen Cobb is a security researcher at ESET. I think a lot of the problem is cultural. Doctors and nurses get up and go to work every day to help people. He says they don't go to work to protect people from criminals. An example would be, How many hospital systems have chief information security officers? Cobb says not many. And he says many computer systems were put in place before cybercrimes became a real threat. And so a lot of those systems have holes. Mac McMillan is CEO of Synergist Tech. He says protecting medical records is more difficult than, say, protecting your bank account because they're constantly being shared and transferred online. If you look at the average number of people who have access to your information in a hospital encounter, since the number I've heard around 150 people. 
Each of those people are potential security threats. Michael Coates is with Shape Security. He says complicating cybersecurity even further is the Internet of Things. He says almost everything in a hospital is wired these days, from printers to imaging devices or tablets being used by doctors on the wireless network. Coates says many of these devices aren't secure, and if hackers can break into one device, they can potentially break into the whole system. In San Francisco, I'm Queena Kim for Marketplace. couple of things of note as we segue smoothly into the rest of the broadcast. You know how from time to time we revisit our pronouncement that inflation in this economy is dead? Yeah, well, it still is. The Consumer Price Index came out today. That is, of course, inflation at the retail level, up just a tenth percent in July, two percent even year over year. The Federal Reserve, by the way, that influence and inflation rate body, meets for a big conference out in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, later this week. What are they going to be talking about? No, not inflation.